Hey, what's up? It's Mr. Young and Jackie. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, always good to have you with us. And this time, we're talking to a one Erica Lee. I don't know how she juggles it. She wears so many hats, and I'm not talking about baseball cap, bowler <laughs> nope. hat, fashion Nonsense hat, like newsboy hat. No, we're talking about the multiple roles that she plays. Of course, a very proud mama. Mm-hmm. Yeah, happy wife as well. Her husband is the uh, Lion City boy, rapper, local rapper, right? That's right. And she herself, she's a singer, she's an artist, a fashionista, a businesswoman as well, a very accomplished one at that. And I love how she practices a sustainable lifestyle. Yeah, she's quite the advocate for that, but also for so many other different things as well, as you will find out along the way on this conversation. She has a platform for millennials to speak out and, you know, have these long, deep conversations. Oh, just so many things to talk about. Let's dive right into it. Here we go. This is Erica Lee. For the love of life. Erica Lee, thank you so much for joining us on the show today. We appreciate the time. Thank How are you. you, girl? You're looking good. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I got dressed la, for this. Oh, okay. <laughs> but no bottoms, is it? No, is it? <laughs> <laughs> no that's just me. Oh, all right. Oh, geez. TMI, Mental TMI. Image. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, how, how are you? How has the post-circuit breaker, you know, phase one, phase two life been so far? Mm. Um, we've been good, you know, we're all right. I think same as everybody in the sense where with every phase, there has had to be new adjustments and new kind of like, you know, uh, coming to terms with the new normal with each phase. So mm-hmm. I think probably, you know, we're very fortunate to be comfortable in our own home. But mm-hmm. yeah, I think coping just like everyone else. Yeah, and hoping this just passes sooner than later lah. Yeah, but you know, the, the truth is, I, I mean, it feels like it's going to be here for a while. So yeah. I think the best thing, because even for me, I think I, I, it took me a while to really accept that this literally might be the normal for very likely the rest of the year, right? Mm, yeah. But I think in order for us to like stay sane and like kind of keep with the, the, the good energy is to yeah. realize that we need to try and adapt and make it the best for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's so absolutely true and you hit the nail on the head when you said make it the best for everybody because it kind of boggles my mind when you see what's going on in the world, right? Mm-hmm. You know, certain countries, I mean, let's not point the finger or anything <laughs> uh, because it's always certain groups. It's not the whole country. It's not everybody right. in that country but there are just certain groups of people who are just not taking this seriously and that mm-hmm. kind of is like, really? Okay. You know, and I feel like, you know, with the second waves now coming all around the world as well, it's like, when is this going to end? Like next year, <laughs> middle of next year, if we're lucky? Yeah, I think you made a good point, you know, because I think like we are being forced to realize that we are all so interconnected. Like mm. even if we don't necessarily live in the same country. Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, I, I, I know you guys know that I talk a lot about sustainability and we always talk about how there is like a domino effect, like your actions here kind of play a part somewhere else. But I yeah. feel like now with this virus, we're kind of like forced to really see like, hey, you know, this is literally how interconnected we are. So like what you do and your actions play a huge difference to like someone else living somewhere else, you know, in a different part of this entire planet. So, right. yeah. This thing is definitely, well, right now it seems it's bigger than we are, but if we just start to work together, I think we can conquer it. Lah. But it's yeah. just a matter of whether it's going to be sooner or later. Lo. Mm. Right? Well, okay. The thing is, the good thing about this is I realize a lot of people have been 
gardening as of late. Yes. Um, <laughs> Mr. Young's wife is doing it. My mom yes. is doing it. She's got every time I go and visit the parents, she's like, "Come see my garden, my pretty garden." <laughs> I'm like, "Okay, I'll go and see her." Look, the fruit. I um, she's growing all kinds of fruits as well. So. Are you gardening as well? I think I saw something about you got a little area in your house that's yeah. like so green. Yeah, so I, I think because we were all kind of like allowed, forced but allowed to stay home, yeah. like we all really got to kind of grow into like the homemakers that we wanted to be. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. We, we were cooking all our meals. Mm-hmm. We were like, you know, tending to our plants. Um, we, you know, you know, people were really. Uh, given time to to do that and and I think for me like I've always loved plants my mom has a garden and she's always had a green thumb so growing up like I was just always waiting for when I could have my own space to kind of you know decorate with greenery and you know have plants and everything as well but I think what plants really did for me before and actually even now is that it really slows me down because you can't kind of hurry through your gardening or you can't hurry through watering your plants and like if you if you speak to any like um, person who has plants who is like really kind of like you know wanting to make sure that plants are healthy and grow like you have to like it's like a child you know you inspect them every corner like yeah <laughs> you know is there a bug like do I have to spray with like something you know so it really kind of forces you to like slow down and just stay focused on one thing mm. and I think like you know pre circuit breaker it it kind of helped me with the pace of my lifestyle because it is very quick. But I think during Circuit Breaker, it really just helped me kind of find my own like calm and center because like, you know, we had we have we we don't have any help at home, and it was during the time when we couldn't visit my mom, who's just five minutes away. So it was just mm-hmm. like the kids, me and Kevin, like at home all day long, and like cabin fever was real because it's just like just the four of us, like yeah, you know, yeah. the kids have all this energy and they couldn't yeah. go down and play yeah. and. And, you know, there were a lot. And then we had, like, home-based learning to also kind of cope and adjust to. Mm-hmm. So, I think the plants kind of gave me, like, a corner of, like, peace and quiet. Like, okay, you know now? Calm. Do my plants. <laughs> and, like, even the kids are like, okay, mommy's doing her plants. Just let <laughs> That's cute. We'll just yeah, give and, her her space with her plants. <laughs> and and I think that the nice thing about about it was also that Zola is very, like, she's got quite a nurturing spirit. Mm. So, like, if I say, like, oh, my gosh, I have a new, like, sprout. I've got a new leaf. She will also come and kind of, like, you know, say hello to it. So, it was oh. quite nice. Like, yeah, it was quite nice for us to have that. Do they help you plant in any way? Like, do they get involved? They definitely get involved in the <laughs> not messy. The minute, okay. the minute it looks like, hey, uh, it's like too much. I don't know what's happening. They're like, okay, I'm done. And then like wash hands and like, right. <laughs> I'm done with that. Okay, yeah. <laughs> but but they, they're there for the exciting parts. Like, the growing. Would you consider yourself a plant enthusiast now? I'm definitely a plant enthusiast. <laughs> okay, cool. And I've like found a group of like plant mamas that are very like into it too. So I've oh, got like, crew one ah. Crew, okay. Oh, yeah. Finally, got to learn all the scientific names. You know, I don't know how to research to look after it. So, like, wow, nice. Oh my, my, my wife is the exact same way, and she even started an entire new Instagram account. And there's, I never knew about this, right? But there is this Instagram community, community of. Yeah. of uh, planters, gardeners in Singapore and they like talk to each other. They they ask, hey, what do you do with this plant? You know, how do you get it to grow like this? And I'm like, wow, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Actual group and like literally my feed now, like, you know, the the, the Instagram algorithm yeah. kind of just like reads what you like, right? Now yeah. it's like, oh, plant, 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 plant. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Oh my goodness. Uh, hey, recently you moved into your new house, right? Yeah, so we so- literally 
we moved here into this this flat like mm. Christmas Eve. We moved in Christmas Eve. Wow. All right. Okay. So you've been in there for half a year already. Uh, literally, you've been in there for all of that half a year because of CB <laughs> lah. Literally, like we haven't we haven't had the chance to go anywhere. Yeah, because yeah, we can't. Yeah. yeah, we can't. And and I'm just so grateful that we managed to do that too. Because I think like if we were kind of in the interim or or, or kind of like still kind of staying with my in laws, which and they are great, but like mm-hmm. I think the circuit breaker kind of like we really needed to have some kind of space. So I'm so yeah. thankful that we managed to move before that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we moved in just on Christmas Eve. So that's, yeah, we've just been here. So maybe it's a blessing in disguise that you had like six months to like settle everything, decorate everything properly. Because <laughs> yeah. sometimes people can get distracted, you know, when you're moving and then you still mm. got work and stuff like that. But being that we're at home now, it's just like you look at that corner and like, hey, I think that, that will go nice yeah. there. <laughs> you, know, like you start to redecorate in your head. Correct. But the, right? the thing actually done is mm-hmm. buy plants. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Well, what well, is it, it brightens up the place anyway. Yeah. Uh, what yeah. is it about plants that you can't just get one? <laughs> it's an addiction. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's an addiction. <laughs> hey, and their lives, you know, plants are lives and True. if you like you just see one plant, right? Then you're like, I must give it a friend, uh. yeah. Yeah, then you buy more, then more. <laughs> yeah. That's what happened with me. I bought a potted plant and then I would water it every day and stuff like that and you know, trim it and things. And I was like, it looks so lonely. Uh... So I wanted to get another pot. <laughs> so now they're side by side. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but but um, I, I, you were asking if we were we were done kind of place, but the truth is like, you know, we kind of took our time, and then just before like circuit breaker, like we like we have mirrors that arrived because you know it took a while to like make and set, be sent to us, and then we we just we couldn't put it up because we didn't have like a drill and and then like stores were shut and then after that we just kind of like dragged our feet on it and then now our, so we have no mirrors lah up in the house <laughs> like, any mirrors at all yeah so like the big mirror that we have that would have been a standing mirror is like laying down like horizontally in oh, like, okay. so all of us are like sitting down it's like okay. a <laughs> but you know we're like peering crouch down is that how you put on your makeup yeah. every day yeah <laughs> I never have any idea like how I look like you know you know fully you see the top half then the bottom half then but the good thing with zoom is that you only need to right correct exactly (laughs) yeah Yeah. and then Uh, now that we're all wearing masks as well it's like you don't have to worry about no doubt this area you know I don't don't think it really matters It does not at all. And and actually, speaking of plants and nature, recently was um, World Oceans Day. Um, are, you're involved in, in protecting our oceans, right? You're very involved in that. I mean, I think I would like to say, like, I'm just, I, I like to be involved in the conversation. I try to do things, like, in our daily life to to kind of instill good habits for us, like, as a family. Um, so, you know, we do things like we compost at home. So, we mm. have a compost bin and then it helps now because then the, the compost goes to my plants so it's kind of <laughs> did the composting come before the planting or actually you already came, started composting actually it came before so i really mm. I mean, i've been reading a lot about i guess just trying to adapt to a more uh sustainable lifestyle but before this i was we were always living with our parents like whether it was my mom or my, or my in-laws mm. and i guess when you live in a household that has been established for many years it's a little bit harder to kind of 
make some changes, like whether it's to like start a compost bin suddenly or like in, uh, include a recycling bin. It sounds easy, but like the truth is, it, it, it takes a habit change, right? Like a lifestyle change. Mm-hmm. So when we moved in here, like I very quickly, like you know, the first thing was like we got recycle bins. We started a recycle corner, and then I got the compost bin going, and um. And I guess because it's a new place with new habits, like everyone kind of got into it very quickly. It's like, okay, you know, now that we're in this new space, we're going to compost things that we can. We're going to, you know, separate our our, our disposables and things like that. Mm-hmm. So we try to do that a lot. We don't have air conditioning in our house. So we just have like fans. Um, and that was like also a conscious choice, even though like for Kevin, because he records at home, right? He's mm-hmm. like, he's mine. He's like, ah, but everything can be heard and I need to record. So I think we have to put aircon in one room so we yeah. can do it work. Okay, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. necessary but mm-hmm. I mean we live in a flat that is super breezy so we're so lucky so we don't have like any air conditioning we we moved in and we didn't buy a TV so <laughs> and now and now we still don't have one and we realize that actually maybe we don't need one so mm-hmm. so um you know the yeah, so the, the kids are kind of like lo-fi, man. Like, <laughs> I was just gonna ask what do the kids do because all my friends and they have kids they like actually have to allocate certain times that they can watch TV yeah. or play on the iPad, you know, like, so yeah. you don't have like that kind of entertainment in the house. Um, yeah, so we don't have a TV. So there's right. never, like, a reason for them to kind of be sitting in front of a TV. But but that being said, me and Kevin, we grew up on TV and we love our TV, okay? Mm-hmm. Like we yeah. learn much from it and the kids do too. But um, mm-hmm. so they have the weekends to like, we have iPads and devices and stuff. So they still get to get on it. And, and even on our laptops, they get to like watch their shows and stuff like that. Just okay. like after school on Friday and then Saturday, Sunday lah. Mm-hmm. But... The, the nice thing is that whenever, whenever we're in the living room, it's not really focused around the television. Like, we're either playing board games or they're playing with their toys and things like that or building Lego. So, I feel mm. like it's kind of nice. And now that we're in phase two and they can see their grandparents, when they do go to their grandparents' house, it's like, I will watch anything. <laughs> <laughs> what is this giant screen yeah. that we do not have? I'm a ticket, you know? So, oh. yeah, it's just the balance that they have, they have found lah. So was it a conscious decision for this, you know, uh, thing to happen in your household or did it just happen because you hadn't gotten a TV yet and you're like, okay, you know what, this life isn't that bad? I think with the television specifically, it wasn't a conscious thing because mm. we, we were kind of looking, okay, yeah, we need to get a television. But then it was kind of like we wanted to look for a proper, like, you know, stand for the for the oh. TV and everything mm-hmm. Or cabinet, and then we didn't really find one before circuit breaker, and then circuit breaker happened, and then we're like, okay, we got no console, and then we're like, okay, we also got a TV, but never mind lah. Like, uh, <laughs> right, 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 right. I, I love how you're so nonchalant about it, and then because yeah. of the series of events that happened, it's just like, meh, yeah. we don't need a <laughs> we don't need a TV. <laughs> but I mean, okay. since since phase two, we've had some friends over, and like kids come, and they're like, you have no TV. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Can you imagine? Is, yeah, this is, I mean, they would say this is not normal because every time if I have nieces or nephews over as well, right? The minute they come in, all they want to do, I'm like, can we just visit for a second? Like, I haven't yeah. seen you guys in ages and can we watch TV and see Jackie? And like, oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> it's true. What are you going to do, right? Okay, because you're so involved and then we're talking about like um, the compost and everything, um, how can we do our part to like contribute to protecting our environment as it were 
Yeah, I think it actually it takes little things, lah. But like you know, me and Kevin were talking about it the other day, and actually, it's it's small changes that seem very big at first, but like once you kind of get into the habit of it, it's actually very easy. Like we simple, super simple things we do is that, you know, when if we have to ever take away food, we just bring our own Tupperwares, our own、mm-hmm. things, which is something that a lot of us are doing now, taking food home. So we really do that, and and it actually. Makes a huge difference because, like, for, there are definitely some days where we can't run out, so we have to order grab or whatever.、Yeah. And I try my best to find like vendors that do like、um, compostable or like more eco-friendly packaging. But you know,、right. you will definitely get those that just have plastics and things like that. And just in one meal, you know, there's so many Tupperwares and cutlery and a plastic bag that actually you really don't need. So if you do、mm-hmm. kind of are able to to take away, like it saves you so much on that. And then when you go to the supermarket, you know, just bring your own bags. Like we've we've had like the same I think reusable bags for like like two years now. <laughs> <laughs> Working fine. They they're really、yeah. good,、mm-hmm. and and the truth is, because、um, I work with like so I'm sure later we'll talk about it, but with elementary like my work we we do work with zero waste a lot,、mm-hmm. and I remember having a an initial conversation with them when we were launching the Bring Your Own Bag campaign last year,、mm-hmm. and they said a lot of、um, Singaporeans because we use plastic bags to throw our trash down like the communal shoots,、yes. like they felt like if they don't take plastic bags when they shop, then what are they going to bag their trash in?、Mm-hmm. So now that we are moving, that now we've moved into our our own flat, like actually we don't take plastic bags, but we still always have a plastic bag to throw something in. Because for example, we buy bread,、mm. and we buy like regular gardenia. We don't buy from a a bakery.、And、even if you buy from a bakery, your your bread comes in a a plastic bag. Correct. <laughs> we use those bags to just like throw our trash,、mm. like, and it's always a bag that is around. <laughs> even though I don't take bags, so、yeah. I feel like. You know, I was just telling Kevin, and he's like, "Actually, we really don't need to take plastic bags because、yeah. there is always a bag. A bag, yeah, somehow, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that magically appears. <laughs> yeah, so like you know, there are other things that we purchase, or even rice. Like after we finish the rice sack, we can use it as a bag to throw our our trash. So、mm-hmm. we only buy a bag to line our bin because you know that we fill up, and it takes us because we compost now. It takes us sometimes like three days to really fill up that bag so that it can still kind of be." Fit into the the rubbish chute. Right. Yeah.、Wow. So three days we don't even have to take our trash out every day. And then the the daily stuff that you know like food waste we bag it into the small bags that are around. And even then we we really teach the kids like our best to not waste food. So we actually have very little waste、mm. in the house to throw out. Um. And then we just try to be clever when we buy snacks. Even you know like their their like Pepperidge Farm their snacks all come in where you can recycle the paper packaging. Then you just、mm. have to throw away the inside foil that holds.、Oh. Yeah, so like you know things like that that we've sort of like hacked along the way. <laughs> oh, really? Because I'd never even. Th- but when you really think about it, your bread already comes in that whatever gardenia、yeah. or whatever、mm. the brand is. It, that's a bag in itself.、Yeah. I never thought about it. Every time I finish the bread, I throw that plastic in a plastic and like. Yeah, but actually, that's not good. <laughs> actually, we use it. So, but the thing is, is like you have to be put in a situation where like, yeah,、hey, I need a bag, but eh, oh, I can use this, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah, and and I think with with the circuit breaker, it it did that for us too, you know, because like、mm-hmm. even like creatively for work, like we all just had to like suddenly adapt because we were put in a situation so similar to like sustainability. I think for me, like like you know, the、mm-hmm. choice is like it might seem difficult at first, but once you're in that spot, you learn how to like adapt.、Mm-hmm. You、right. get creative with how you need to you know go about your daily life. 
Yeah. Once you're plonked in it. <laughs> I think we underestimate our ability to be adaptable. And if anything, this circuit breaker has shown us we are very adaptable as human beings, right? Yeah. For you, when we talk about sustainability, was it a gradual thing or was it something that was always instilled in you from young? Uh, how did that sort of realization that, hey, I could do something for the planet, for sustainability, how did that come about? I think... I think it was definitely a journey. That's also mm. one thing I feel people like have a misconception about. Like they think if you want to be sustainable, it's straight away 180. Like, you know, like don't yeah. buy this, don't buy that. Like, you <laughs> jungle. Yeah. Cannot <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's not like a one day thing, all of a sudden, okay, everything right. changed, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it can't, it can't be the way. So for me, it's definitely a journey. And it started, I think, when I was maybe in my early 20s. Mm. And it actually started with reading like Jonathan Safran Foer's book um, called Eating Animals. Mm-hmm. And it's actually a, it's an extended essay. It's not really a novel. It's an extended es- essay on farming methods. Oh. And it was really actually first talking about the food that we eat, right? And just kind of being aware with asking questions about where things came from. And I think from there, it start, I started to ask, okay, then where did other things come from, right? Like, whether it's your clothes. And then once you find out about where things come from, mm-hmm. you realize that there is an impact there. Then that means it's a two-way street, right? Then what mm-hmm. do I give back? Like, what is my impact? Mm-hmm. So then I, I think it really started to like, you know, like little steps. So after reading that book, I, I stopped eating red meat. So I haven't eaten red meat since I was like in my early 20s. Mm-hmm. Um, so I only, and then I stopped eating meat altogether just before I, I was pregnant. So in my late twenties, mm-hmm. then when I when I had kids, I I did start to like feel like actually I need some kind of protein in my body. So I started to eat fish and and chicken again. Mm-hmm. But even then, like maybe once or twice a week. And then now, similarly, I, I cook for the family where I still have meat because Zola doesn't eat any vegetables or fruits. No, <laughs> she's at that age. Yeah, she's at that age. And, and, yeah. the, and the truth is, I think it just needs to be a decision and choice that she makes later on in life. So I don't impose it on her. Mm-hmm. But so I, I cook for, for the family and there's meat there. Um, but uh, what was I what was I saying? Yeah, so it was it was just like a step-by-step process. Like it was definitely a journey. And then after food, it became like, you know, apparel. And the, and the thing about the thing about the world we live in now, and even for my work as well, we work with a lot of um, clients that are product-based, you know, and when mm-hmm. once, once, and it's a consumer world. So once you kind of enter into that space, it's very difficult to be 100% sustainable. But what you can do is you can champion brands that are doing their best and trying to, you know, think about um, the eco-conscious customer. You know, and whether and you know, there's obviously a whole other conversation about greenwashing, where like people are pretending to yeah, be yeah. to be eco friendly. But the truth is, I I feel like you have to kind of if if they want to step into that conversation, mm-hmm. then it's not our job to judge them immediately. Like, oh, you're greenwashing because all these other things are not in place. But you have to give them a chance to also do make their journey. So yeah. for me, it's like okay, once you enter the conversation, then as consumer, I would like to hold you accountable. Like, what are your next steps? Mm. And then let's follow through together. And I I journey with you. So I think like if anyone who is sustainable will will be able to recognize that it's not an overnight change. Like you have to do it slowly. And everyone is at their own pace. So you can't like mm. yeah be you know like, can't jump on people about it. Right. Just yeah. with them. You yeah. you can lead by example and give them some tips and ideas. <laughs> yeah. To let them be. Because everybody all, is different, right? Exactly. I mean, and yeah. we all know that if you force people to do something, they will immediately have a, an adverse reaction to it. And then yeah. whatever that concept is, is going to be a negative concept to them, right? Yeah. And they're going to reject it immediately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's really like parenting. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right? We're all no kids. All yeah. of us. Really every single one. 
dangle it and make it very enticing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and attractive, yeah. Okay. Yeah, sorry, go Actually, ahead. Actually, earlier um, you were saying, can we touch a bit more on elementary? Sure. The, yeah, what you're yeah. involved in. Sure. Um, I think when elementary began, it's going to be it's going to be seven years now mm. that, that, that we've been around. So when elementary first began, like, um, it really started because, like, you know, you know, my partner Shamin and Derek, um, we really wanted to. We we were all working in different spaces. So I was working. I was doing music and entertainment full time. Mm. Um, so six nights a week, I was performing, and then um, um, Shamin was working at Resorts World. Um, so basically, working for very large companies that kind of had a lot of control over our our lives, and so when we wanted. Um, to kind of start our own families, we recognized that we needed a bit more autonomy with our time. Mm. And that's when elementary sort of birth. Um, we both come from a production background and some marketing experience. And Derek, Shamin's husband, comes from a consultancy background. Consultancy in the green space, actually, in sustainability. Uh. So when we all got together, like, we knew, okay, this is what we could do. And we relied heavily on, like, our network and the people that we knew and word of mouth to kind of, like, give us our first few projects. Mm -hmm. But it really began from there. And, um, you know, I still remember, like, the the very first few meetings we had. Like, it was always, like, our our goal or, I guess, like, one of our missions to be able to do work that also served the communities that we lived in. Mm. And it took some time to get there. So I think maybe in our fourth or fifth year was when we finally got into that space where we could choose projects that um, we felt were fulfilling, um, mm -hmm. but also like serve the communities that needed it. Um, so I think with, with Circuit Breaker as, as well, like when one, when we went into that, um, Elementary was one of those um, companies because we're a digital agency, we're a digital creative agency. Um, we didn't, we, it, was, it was a blessing that we didn't suffer too much because it, mm. a lot of brands and a lot of businesses suddenly needed a digital strategy Right. which is where we could really help. Mm -hmm. um, but I think two things that birthed from this whole situation or this whole, I guess, just society talking about a lot more issues that are prevalent or that mm -hmm. were maybe hiding and we didn't have to kind of address before um, is, is two platforms that came up. So We The Good SG is a platform that began during the Circuit Breaker period and Strawberry Generation, which is mm -hmm. actually, um, which was a platform that was kind of already in talks but it really kind of like um, basically had time to grow during mm -hmm. the circuit breaker because I think people were, were forced to face with a lot of issues that they wanted to talk about. So Strawberry Generation is actually a platform bringing together millennials who care a lot about social issues, mm -hmm. whether it's the environment, whether it's about their communities, whether it's about um, equity um, in, in the workforce and things like that. Mm. Um, and We The Good is a platform that is basically helps people focus on giving, um, but it, um, consolidating that space because, for example, uh, like say, for example, when the when the migrant worker situation hit, mm. there were a lot of funds that kind of came up to help, which was a great response from all Singaporeans. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, because people were so willing and, and quick to want to give, there were some funds that were already like you know, um, what do you call it, like overfunded or like mm. overgiven, you know, like that that they were the resources was too, were too much for the group that started it to be able to give it. Um, give it out, just um, distribute the, the items properly. So there were other groups that needed that help. So We The Good actually began to to give the giver like an avenue to find out exactly like mm. what was happening so that they could give effectively and contribute effectively. So that was mm. what We The Good, or rather what We The Good is about. Mm. Platform that is still there and it supports three causes. So it's mm. the migrant workers, mental, well, uh, mental health, I would say, 
let me, let me phrase it properly, it was migrant workers, mental health, and individuals at risk. Because these were the three people, or three groups that really needed attention during the circuit breaker. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, let's talk a little bit about what uh, started, or how you started going down this road, like this is something that we want to talk about and this is something that needs to be addressed, addressed right? Yeah. Was it like a group decision? Did you just one day decide, you know what, I am in a position where I can do something to help? As in for the platform specifically or just as group, as elementary, like doing, trying yeah, to do? Sure, as a group. I think, I think collectively it, mm. it has always been, um, I mean, we're very, I'm very lucky to be surrounded by like-minded partners who feel, mm. you know, if we have... Um, a privilege to be able to to give or to do something or to be in a certain space where we can contribute a little bit more than mm. the next person, then it's our responsibility to do that. Mm-hmm. And I, I think as parents as well, um, we have, we, we're kind of like this generation of parents that are kind of hyper aware almost. Like, yeah. if, and, and I think when, you, when you're in that space, you can't unsee or unknow what you do know mm-hmm. what you've seen mm-hmm. and and in order to to teach our children like we have to lead by example and, and i know that shamin and derek feel that way as well and and we've we've now grown a, a team and a group of, of of people that also have that real heart mm-hmm. so you know there, there are several pro bono projects that we we, we work on every year mm-hmm. and you know we've seen our team take it on like like it's 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 a paying project because it's a real project and it's and at the end of the day it's the most like rewarding and fulfilling project because it's not just about selling a business or selling a product it's about uplifting people in different groups and and you know kind of just even if it's like planting a seed in in someone's mind mm. or like starting a conversation in someone's home like we do feel that that is like that's a project that we that is one that is successful already, you know, because mm-hmm. we've had it, the ball rolling. Yeah. So you know, we've always had that had those conversations in the office, and like we've just been so lucky to then come into opportunities where we've been able to mm-hmm. exercise these passions and this heart that we have. Mm-hmm. Nice. That's Let's talk about Strawberry Generation. Why the name Strawberry Generation? Because the term itself is sort of like this derogatory term about this generation. Uh, it's like, you know, oh, um, so the description is what? Like um, easily bruised, that, uh, need, needs to be sheltered. That's why the term Strawberry Generation. So why did you pick that as the name? So if, if you go check out the, the site and you check out the feed, you will yeah. see that it's actually a very edgy and kind of hardy looking site. Yeah, yeah. Contradicting what mm. the idea of a strawberry generation is that they are soft and they are weak and things mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. And strawberry generation is actually started by a group of millennials that are actually part of the social pool, which is another, um, I guess, pro community and active um, chair, like not for profit group mm-hmm. that began. And what um, the founders wanted to do was to because they realized that you know the strawberry generation does get a lot of flack for being over-sensitive <laughs> and things yeah. like that. But the truth is, it's like it's because they're also very passionate about a lot of issues. Mm-hmm. So the, the platform really began to kind of be a safe space for many different conversations that these um, individuals were kind of discussing like you know over their own platforms like individual platforms kind of be put on a space that was important so if you go and have a look at at the episodes that have launched like there was a conversation for example um just before ping dot you know Mm. in um 
uh, someone from Ping Dot, the Ping Dot community, someone from the LGBTQIA community with um, someone from the Christian community, mm. you know, and, and Strawberry Generation wanted to be that platform for healthy discussion, mm. you know, because it's come to a point where like, you know, and if you watch the news and you watch everything that's going on, like you can't kind of just sit on one side and expect there to be change. Yep. The change only comes when, when both sides kind of meet in the middle and it has to be a healthy debate similar to elections and everything, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> so leading to, up to elections as well, we spoke to millennials to ask them, you know, what, what they were looking out for in their candidates that they wanted to nominate. And I think Strawberry, Strawberry Generation kind of gives the younger voice a platform as well because like they do have, I think the older generation or like us, which were kind of sandwiched in the middle, I think we a lot of, and this is from speaking to my friends that in, in this generation, I think a lot of us, if you don't speak to, to to this strawberry millennial generation, like you will sort of like not give them enough credit because like, you know, media is always skewed a certain way. Mm. And the things that go viral are always the most eye-catching, shocking things. Negative truth, things, yeah. Yeah, but the truth is, is like in every generation, there will be two extremes. Mm-hmm. And there'll, actually, there are a lot of people in here that are having a lot of conversation yeah. that is super healthy. And so strawberry generation wanted to give voice to that middle ground because mm. that's where like a lot of change can happen yeah. right those are the people that will bring the two corners closer together yeah. um and so that's why strawberry generation is named strawberry generation <laughs> and why it started you know it's like we were trying to break break away from that misconception that that generation is very oversensitive and that they have nothing to say other than something that's so extreme. Actually, they have a lot to say and they are a lot more well-read and they're a lot more knowledgeable than we give them credit for. And I think if you give them space to recognize that, hey, now it's not just like your followers or your Mm -hmm. friends that are listening to you. It's a lot of other people. Like maybe you will also think about how you're presenting your ideas Mm -hmm. and will you be willing to sit across someone who will challenge your ideas and can you argue and kind of like keep your idea like you know can you lift your own ideas right. so that and will you be open enough to see their view and their viewpoint as well I love that that is taking away from the negative connotation that usually comes along with the term strawberry yeah. generation yeah. 2020 has been a lot of bad news okay. yeah. <laughs> talk about it and it's yeah. July already yeah, yeah right <laughs> No, and to have that sort of platform where people can sit down and discuss, I've always believed that if you put two people together and let them have a conversation, let them hash it out, you know, uh, and if they're open enough about it, like, I mean, they have to be open about it, like, you know, that, you know, you could change somebody's mind. And, and you just touched on it as well. And I've always felt that, you know, especially with like the algorithms that are out there, it seems like it's always the extreme uh, points that get pushed out, right? Because it's the one that everyone wants to click on. Oh, somebody's hypersensitive. Let's see what this person's talking about. Oh, someone's being like, you know, super old-fashioned and traditional. Oh, you know, let's see what, you know, how, how bad this Karen has become or has done. You know, <laughs> yeah. the whole Karen thing, right? Everyone yeah. loves to click on a Karen and video. I know. Saying Karen is derogatory too. You know, you cannot go around saying people are Karens. Correct, yeah. So, poor thing like all the actual Karens in the world. <laughs> Kinda lumped in for no reason. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So and I think it, like, you know, if like you said, because the algorithm feeds you the extreme ends and it just feeds into like the fears or it feeds into the these these like mindsets that people have and it doesn't allow for them to learn. And like, I think yeah. when as a viewer, like just from someone just listening to two people talking, like I've just learned so much mm. because like, they touch on different things that they don't normally talk about if they were not thrown an opposing view. You know what I mean? Right. 
Correct. Being a, a mother and a wife and a musician, like how do you balance it all and at the same time, more importantly, make time for yourself to like center yourself and be <laughs> with the Erica. plants. It's the plants, yeah. right? <laughs> it's all in the plants. It's all in a wrap. I just wrap my crazy head in. Otherwise, <laughs> uh, I'm losing my my shit. Compartmentalize, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how to answer this question. I get asked it a lot. Okay. Like how how you juggle how, everything? How you juggle everything? Mm. I, I would say it's not for everyone. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it, it because like even when we were sort of confined to like circuit breaker and mm. we were not really allowed, not even phase one, right? Like full on circuit breaker. Like I find like I cannot sit still. No, I just mm. need, I just needed to do something. Yeah, but, but um, I think I do recognize that there are limits. So I think the only way, I mean, I really enjoy doing multiple things because I, I do believe that every one person is not meant to do just one thing or rather mm. one person is able to do many things. And I feel like I've been lucky enough to be able to kind of like have opportunities that I can exercise like sort of these different strengths and these mm-hmm. different skills um, because you know, no one person is just like one dimensional, right? Right. Um, but but I do recognize now. I maybe as I'm getting older as well. Like when you're younger, you can just keep going, 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 and uh, you don't feel it hit you. Yes. Like, True. You know, I'm 37 this year. It's like what? Mm-hmm. Like and and I, I and I've started to realize that actually cannot lah. Cannot do <laughs> cannot do too much, and yeah. still expect to feel like a hundred percent. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I think that the, the wonderful thing about growing older is that you just start to recognize more what you need, um, what kind of makes you feel rested, what kind of makes you happy. Because I think like, you know, when you're younger, you, you try a lot of different things to see, that, okay, does this feel like this? Does this feel like that? But you know, in your, in your 30s, I feel like, okay, you, you kind of start to really get into a sense of like comfort with your own skin, with your own energy, with your own, you know, your own vibe. Mm. So I think I've finally gotten to a point where like, when it's too much, I just don't do anything. Like, and, and, I, and I do, I do realize that like, okay, like, so if we, if we think about doing everything in one day, like, so we start off the day, you know, bringing the kids to school, we yeah. have school run. And then for the couple of hours that they're not home, I, I try to do things like this, which kind of like fall under like the projects or the work sort of category. And then after this, I go and pick them up. And then it's quite full on, like if they're home with us, right? Because I have to make sure that they have lunch, I have to go through homework. Mm-hmm. And then finally, when I release them to go and play or whatever, and that depends on like how much homework or whether they mm-hmm. right tomorrow or whether they're spelling. <laughs> then, I have time, then I have time for myself, you know, and then... Right. And, and I think the wonderful thing is having a partner that also gives me the space and also kind of picks up the slack when I can't, right? So like mm-hmm. literally there are days where like, hey, you know, I got so many, I have so many meetings and I have to run so many errands. Like, I can't do this. So he's very quick to like, okay, I can take all this, 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 this. And you know, it's a, it's a partnership. So I really feel like the only way I'm able to kind of do so much is also because like I have, I have great support in, in mm-hmm. my, my life partner, but also with our families so on days that we are both busy like both our parents kind of are very quick to jump in to you know look after the kids it's a team it's a team it takes a bit <laughs> true yeah it's true true yeah, yeah. alright so what's next for Erica Lee what can we expect what's coming up <laughs> I really want to plan like just lying down in the sun <laughs> on a beach <laughs> that is my number one plan 
but but I, I think actually, I mean, if you're asking me very honestly, I think I really, I still feel that because of the way things are going, I, I find that there is still a lot more attention to be paid to like how we kind of adapt to this new normal, mm. like this new situation, like, like I mean, just to share personally, even like, you know, uh, our kids going to school now, like having to wear the mask on all day. I don't know if you've been out all day having to wear a mask, but it is quite inhibiting yeah. and it is very like strange to only see people's eyes and not be able to kind of see the full expression on their faces and things like yeah. that. Mm. And I think it is sort of like um, having some kind of like effect on the children at school because like Zola is like you know I'm so hot every day mom because she's in primary school if mm. you remember being in primary school you were crazy you were like playing running jumping yeah yeah, yeah. And so like she comes home and she's like so sweaty so now I have to pack like two or three reusable masks for her so she can change mm. you know the day and like I think so I feel like they, I think my immediate plan is actually to to find out ways that we can still find a, a lot more joy and a lot of peace in, in the things that we're doing every day so that we can kind of offset if that even makes sense like the things that we can't you know we're not able to do right now yeah Yeah, so I think you know I think like big dream plan is travel yeah Uh, (laughs) Yeah. the real to-do list is really to to, you know just be 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 able to be an effective citizen (laughs) (laughs) you know and I think uh, my job right now is also like yes it's being a mom so I just need Mm -hmm. to make sure that they're doing okay and, and a wife, like you mentioned. <laughs> nice. Yeah, and I a businesswoman, of course. And a businesswoman, yeah. yeah so mm-hmm. I think that the easiest way to get things done is to literally have a checklist mm. and like don't beat up yourself if you can't get through all of it in a day. But I think everything that you can take off is a win. And I think you need to recognize that and, um, you know, kind of give yourself a tap back because, um, yeah, you got something done. And I think you should reward yourself for that. Uh, I don't know if this works for everybody, but I often find that instead of thinking about the things you have to do, just doing them really does help to yeah, have that checklist as well. So you also feel good while you see like, hey, half of this list is done. Hey, I feel like I've accomplished something versus just sitting there wondering, oh, what's next, what's next, what's next? Yeah. I think when you physically write it down in front of you or have it on your phone or whatever it is, la, it, it psychologically yeah. tricks you into actually, yeah. oh, wait, let's move on to the next one. You know? Because they always say out of sight, out of mind, right? So if you can physically see what you have to do or what you want to do, well, then you'll do it instead of just sitting there thinking because it just goes away. Well, on the other side of the coin, me being the worry wart that I am, right? <laughs> yeah. It's never outside of mind. I, I'm always sitting here. Do I have to... Wait, wait, what, what about this video? What about that project? Do I have an email? So if I write it down, it's like at least I don't think about it. I see it and mm-hmm. I can, okay, one by one, check it off. Right. Like you, especially people who are doing many different things, like mm. it's so important to list them down so yeah. that you don't get lost. And and I read somewhere that there is an actual um, it's not like a psychological trick. It's mm. an actual thing. Like when you write something down, your body makes a commitment to it that mm. you don't you don't you don't recognize that you're doing, and then you, you will actually do it. So like, and I'm sure it takes motivation as well. Like you can write and then just leave it there. Yeah, <laughs> leave it there. yeah, yeah. 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 I got so many things, but like. <laughs> <laughs> Helps. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I th- I just think that a lot of us don't realize how much mental space we give to worrying about things. Oh my gosh! Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. And just the whole the process of putting it down makes you realize, oh, okay, it's there. I don't have to worry about forgetting it. It's there already. I'll just take it off, or I don't take it off. At least I know it's something I have to tackle. Yeah. 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 
Yeah, and I think I think also like this whole period has just made me really like I think same with everyone like it makes you reckon with your feelings a lot. You know, like wow, mm. about about today and like I think like I used to I I feel like I used to read about it more like oh no every feeling is valid right yes. and I'm no every feeling cannot be valid. Why <laughs> I just and I cannot just you know like mm. do that. But but I I actually recognize now that like okay yeah it's true like I have to recognize that because I'm just in this space twenty four seven. If at this point in time I need to walk away and take a break so that I don't lose myself like as in like you know don't go crazy or feel mm-hmm. I'm overworking or or overdoing <laughs> something or like on on the kids back too yeah. much like. <laughs> step away because it, it is true it really does happen without you re- recognizing that it's happening or realizing so you just have to pay attention yeah. do you think it's a product of experience being able to identify these feelings or these emotions or you know these things that are going on and addressing them or is it because more people are talking about it I, I, it's probably both mm. but i think at the end of the day it's like a muscle that needs to be used mm. like if you just read about it and you don't practice it or you don't try and exercise that kind of um you know being present like a lot of people say being present right yeah. but like you it, it, then it's nothing then it still becomes just people talking about it and you reading about it mm-hmm. but like mm-hmm. if you try and find things in your life where you can put it into action mm. and like usually when you put it into action you will see a benefit or you will see an outcome Yeah. Then I feel like you start to recognize. Okay, this works for me, or like yes, I should be paying attention to certain things more because it is making me react this way. Because I I know for for sure that like if I try to like just focus on work today because like I need to pass on my baton to the next person or like I feel like I have a crunch line like like it's almost like a definite that my patience will be short mm. somewhere, whether it's like with how clean the house is or like whole <laughs> laundry and I'm folding all of it. <laughs> You know, yeah. <laughs> so I feel like it does. It does play a part. But when I when I am I am calm when I'm doing something, then I can move on to the next thing in a mm-hmm. calm manner. It really it really works for me. I don't know if it works for everyone, mm-hmm. but it really shows for me. Yeah, something we can all consider and try lah as well. If if something yeah. is not working for you, then try something else. That's why if yeah. sometimes I feel a certain way is not working for me, I will ask somebody else, like, what do you think? Because sometimes you might have a mental block as well. Like, you're just so frustrated that you can't see any other avenue. So you need an outsider's point of view to tell you or maybe suggest something. Yeah, and I think you yeah. said it in the start or so. You said, like, everyone is different, right? And mm-hmm. it's so true. Because, like, sometimes what works for someone else, like, you can try until, like, you die and it yeah. won't work for you. <laughs> Cows come home also still not happening. Right? <laughs> So if it's not for you you can try and try and it just won't work mm-hmm. but you will find something that works for you and then then yeah you know you can stick to it and you can share like hey actually maybe you want to try this this worked for me yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly yeah. sharing is caring yeah and, and, and the create an annoying or like wonderful part about being a human being is that you change mm. so maybe it has worked for the last month and then suddenly uh, it doesn't work anymore so yeah. you got to find yeah. something else mm-hmm. yeah i think just enjoy the journey of learning you know mm-hmm. and And don't expect. I feel like a lot of people expect because I put in this journey, I have to get the reward at the end. But the yeah. journey itself is the reward, right? Right. You have to kind of still kind of work on the journey mm. because if not, you won't kind of be able to even look back and call it a journey. Like you know, right. you have to right. try it enough um, for enough times or for an, an like try it for a couple of weeks. To see like if it works because yeah. I I would used to be like that. Ah, this doesn't work. I don't want to do this. Okay, uh, this doesn't work. Right. Then I realized like, 
actually, I don't have anything else. I only tried. I only tried it for like two days. You know. Right. Right. <laughs> right. So the perseverance, lah, you know, yeah. put in the time and the effort and something will come yeah. of it. Mm-hmm. And then you can really say like, hey, yeah. I tried and it mm-hmm. didn't work. Right. But mm-hmm. it taught me something else. Yeah. yeah, bragging rights, right? I tried it, okay? For uh, like more than two days. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then you tell me. Okay? Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Well, Erica, thank you so much for taking the time out to chat with us today. It's been so much fun. Thank you, dear. <laughs> thank you for having me, man. And, you know, for, for making me kind of like reflect and think too. I really appreciate it. For sure, you know, um, I, I love these conversations because l- just like you said, you know, not only is it an avenue for us to chat, talk, talk, sing song a bit, but yeah. also, you know, I feel like with every person that we speak to, yeah. I, I, I gain a little bit, like mm-hmm. I add a little bit. Okay, you know, she said this, he said this, you know, it, it adds to me as well. And I try right. to use it in my life too, so... I, I don't know if it's the same for all our guests. Lah. You know, mm-hmm. like, I don't know if we impart anything on them, but I certainly get something from them. Definitely. You know? yeah, it's, awesome. I take away a lot. And, and it's mm. like, like, we keep going back to the same thing. Everybody is different and everybody thinks a different way and a certain yeah. way and have a different approach. So it's so awesome like talking to people like yourself as well because it, yeah. it gives me something to think about. <laughs> I feel thing. like it's these shared experiences, like something you are going through, I would probably never go through, but at least I get to hear it from your point of view. I truly, I truly enjoy these conversations because I, I feel like it's true. It's not about like whether or not you are, you are, you are the one sort of like being interviewed. Because mm. I feel like even you just saying it out sometimes, like it helps hold you accountable for things. And I feel like you know there's some things that you share that I get to take away too. So like a conversation is so important, especially in 2020 where we can't see each other as much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is how we we still get to to kind of keep growing as a community. So I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me on. There you go. Hope you enjoyed that conversation with Erica Lee. I love talking with her and I also think I want to get into the whole head wrap situation. I want to start <laughs> wearing those things but I don't think I'll wear it as well as her. Lah. Yeah, you know, <laughs> she's sort of made it her thing but in any case, thank you very much for keeping us company. As always, hit subscribe and let people know you're listening to the podcast. It really helps us out, yeah? So once again, uh, we will see you in two weeks' time with a brand new guest on Oh For The Love Of Life. In the meantime, though, Hey, stay safe, stay healthy. We'll see you soon. Oh, for the love of life.